And that music can only mean one thing. The Delaware Valley Journal is on the air. The official podcast of the Bucks, Chester, Delaware, and Montgomery covering Delaware Valley Journal. But we don't always stay in the four county confines. No, our news editor, Linda Stein, broke free and headed north. Isn't that right, Linda? That's true. On Saturday afternoon, I drove all the way up to Wilkesbury. Just randomly, just just a fun town to go to. I heard there was, was there some going, reason was going there some to reason be you might go to Wilkesbury, Linda. Well, Wilkesbury or Wilkesbury, uh, I I've heard it pronounced both ways. I've but... heard it both ways my whole life. I Linda went up to do something she's never done before, and no, it wasn't smoke pot. I just want to make sure everyone knows <laughs> it because she's done that many times before. I'm kidding, what? humor. What? I'm totally kidding. Totally kidding. I'm being a jerk. I am. I am so square, Michael. You are. A, you are a first time Trump rally attendee. That's true. I've seen them on TV, but uh, never in person. So I, I've been to several uh, around the country, um, and uh, it is. And I, I and I had the. I don't know if you say pleasure or whatever, but I had the uh, opportunity to go when they were new, you know what I mean? Like when this Trump phenomenon was just first starting back in 2016. So uh, just give me your impression. Like for example, um, you know, what was it like? Were you able to get a parking space? Were you able to get into the venue? Uh, yeah, I actually had no problem parking. Um, I asked a, a nice sheriff's officer where I should go. I told him I was with the press and he told me what driveway to take. And then there was a, a secret service agent guarding that driveway who was also <laughs> extremely nice. But I showed him my um, my right. printout that said I was allowed to be there, plus my trusty Delaware Valley Journal business card. <laughs> And he let me in to the press parking. However, once I got into the venue, went through security and uh, meandered to where the press was being kept behind um, uh, metal cages. Yeah, the corral. The corral. Yes, the, the press exactly. corral. Yes. Yeah. Then I ran into a problem with um, one of uh, former President Trump's employees who said, uh, you were late and there no there's no press seats for you <laughs> but um a nice security guard was standing there and she overheard him and she said well there's an empty seat down on the floor with uh all the trump supporters and i'll take you to that so that i got very a green, nice i got a green wristband and she took me down there and there i was in the midst of the Trump supporters. Now, one of the classic Trump moves is to be incredibly later than he tells you he's going to be. So the crowd has an hour, sometimes two, to get geared up. Is that what happened in Wilkes Bar or Wilkesbury, depending on the place? <laughs> um, he was about a half an hour late, but when I got there, it was like around four o'clock. So there was still a lot of time, but in that time, a couple of, um, well, a congressional candidate, a congressman, and then um, the gubernatorial candidate, Doug Mastriano, and the senatorial candidate, Dr. Oz, all gave their stump speeches. Plus, there was music playing and yep. people were dancing. <laughs> well, that's all that. Before we get to uh, President Trump, and you, by the way, have uh, an excellent piece up at DelawareValleyJournal.com right now covering the event from a news standpoint. Tell me, what did you make of the crowd? 
everybody was very upbeat and um I was trying to find some people from the Delaware Valley area. So I walked around talking to a lot of different people uh, who were from all over the place and everybody was so nice. I was a little bit surprised how nice everybody was because, you know, in Philadelphia, we have a rap of uh, being one of the rudest cities in the country. No, not Philadelphia, not the first NFL team to have its own onsite jail. No, not Philadelphia. Um, so tell me about some of the people that you, uh, that you met. Well, there was a guy sitting next to me who had driven four hours to be there from Connecticut and he and his wife were going to drive four hours back afterwards. And he said that he was there mostly to support Trump because he's concerned about the second amendment and that Mm -hmm. Biden and the Democrats will take away his guns. What would you say? was the like say the demographics like was it younger older mix um there was a mix there but i I would say there's probably more more middle-aged people than uh anything but there were some families with little kids i was kind of surprised that you would bring little kids to that but there they were one of the things you noted in your piece uh is how much trump gear there was that it was overwhelming. This is something that surprised me at the Trump rallies I've attended is, you know, you go to a rock concert and sure you see some t-shirts, you know, for the band, you go to a political event for a typical candidate. And, you know, some people have their, whatever, you know, go Hillary or go Bush, whatever thing. But man, at Trump rallies, almost everybody is decked out in a Trump uniform of some kind. That's that's true. And if you didn't have one as you were approaching the venue, there were vendors at various locations on the streets leading up to it. So you could just stop and get your handy dandy Trump hat if you wanted. What what percentage would you say were people who were actually geared up? They actually had Trump stuff on. Wow. Percentage, maybe, maybe 80 percent. Wow. That's a lot. And then there were some people in costumes too, but most people just had like a t-shirt or a hat on. Yeah. I like the photos you have at uh, Delaware Valley Journal. So was there a Trump sign or t-shirt or anything that particularly caught your attention? Um, there were lots of uh, Trump 2024 uh, things being, being worn. So um, there was that. Did I saw a, mean tweets 2024 t-shirt in one of the photos of the crowd which i thought was kind of funny right right well what it reminded me of a little bit was a jimmy buffett concert i went to once (laughs) (laughs) that that makes total sense absolutely that's that that is kind of like the parrot head kind of thing you know they're they're really into buffett and these folks are obviously really into trump uh, so uh, Trump takes a stage, crowd goes wild. Um, what did you think of his speech, his remarks? What kind of impact did they have on the crowd? Um, there was a lot of cheering. And um, when he mentioned Biden, there was booing. Um, so, you know, people were certainly enthused to see him, that's for sure. And they weren't afraid to yell out things encouraging him. I was unfortunately seated about two seats away from a very loud woman <laughs> <laughs> who was yelling almost the whole time. <laughs> so, Just general words of encouragement? Yeah, all kinds of things like you go and, um, you know, just just all kinds of stuff. 
if you had to take away, like someone said, what did he speak about? How would you summarize the message of his speech? Well, Michael, I guess if you read my story, you would have noted that he was all over the place. He talked about everything but the kitchen sink as far as uh, policy from um, uh, things from Ukraine and national security to uh, domestic issues of all kinds. Um, and also that he is uh, under attack by the Biden administration because of the Mar-a-Lago raid. And mm -hmm. um, he mentioned that there is a district attorney in Atlanta that's after him. So <laughs> I did have like a little bit of a feeling that he's somewhat aggrieved. Slightly, slightly, slightly aggrieved. Yes. Uh, but then towards the end there, um, what had been upbeat music uh, turned into dark and foreboding music mm -hmm. as he listed um, all the things that the Biden administration has done, such as inflation, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Right. So um, the stage management was kind of surprising for a political rally. Yeah, uh, he had a, uh, a video he released a few weeks ago before the Mar-a-Lago raid that uh, got a lot of uh, I was going to say positive feedback. I mean, people who, people who don't like him acknowledge it was politically powerful because it described, you know, the record under President Biden, and it was a very viewed as very effective. And that's one of the things that I think, uh, you know, political experts, people who follow this for a living, say is the more Mar-a-Lago Mar talk, the more it moves the conversation away from Biden. And from the desire some voters have, uh, you know, to send Biden and the Democrats a lesson that they've gone too far, they've spent too much, they've done too many extreme things, they don't want to subsidize a bunch of, uh, you know, college debt for snot-nosed brats and their degrees in erotic Persian <laughs> literature and whatever. And that's a message that works for him, is that message, that, you know, that message at the end where he kind of summarized the record, as opposed to the complaining about 2020 and Mar-a-Lago and they're out to get me. And I, I just, uh, did the crowd seem to have any preference for what he was talking about did they want the political message or did they want his personal message or did they just cheer him all the way through regardless that i'm not sure um you know during during the they became more subdued during the um tail end of it where right. where the um you know the ominous music came on <laughs> <laughs> But in the end, you know, it was upbeat and cheering and everybody seemed happy and, you know, everybody was also very polite too. you know, uh, sometimes you go in crowds of people and they're kind of rude and they're pushing right. and stuff, you know, nothing like that. Everybody waited their turn to get mm -hmm. out and, you know, just, uh, I guess, a nice section of middle American folks. So several media outlets have reported that the crowd uh pull, you know clapped for dr oz cheered for state senator doug mastriano and then went crazy for marjorie taylor green is that your experience um there was a lot of applause for marjorie taylor green although he he just mentioned her at the end sure. she didn't speak or anything sure. Um, she, you know she got a you know applause evidently she's a rock star um <laughs> Is it true that Dr. Oz's reception was less warm than Doug Mastriano's? Maybe a tad, but, um, you know, he was cheered too. He, you know, he, and Trump spoke very fondly of him and called him his friend. So that may have had an impression. 
And I guess the, uh, when you talked, when you did talk to people in the crowd, like uh, you quoted one uh, person from the Delaware Valley, like, what would you say did the conversation focus on uh, Trump and their support for Trump or like the person you spoke to? Was it about an issue, you know, Second Amendment, inflation, whatever? What, what seemed to be on the mind of the folks that you talked to in the arena? Um, most of the people I talked to had come to see Trump. Um, you know, a lot of them were from out of state, so obviously they couldn't even vote for the right, <laughs> Pennsylvania <sure>. politicians <laughs> he was rallying for. Um, some, several of them had said that this was, you know, their third, their fourth, uh, wow. whatever Trump rally that they had been to. So they were mm. sort of like Grateful Dead fans there. <laughs> and so uh, what do you, what's the takeaway? Do you, do you expect that this appearance will uh, get some folks, uh, you know, more excited about voting for the Republican ticket. You've seen the polls uh, for a while. All of the polls were very ugly, uh, particularly for uh, Senator for uh, for uh, Dr. Oz, but also for uh, Doug Mastriano. Now we've had a couple of polls that have come out that have showed the race in the you know not just single digits, but in the lower single digits, four, five, six percent. Uh, think this will have any impact on Trump supporters as far as getting them to turn out, even when Trump's not on the ballot? Um, I do think it may have some impact on the Trump supporters. Um, I don't think it's going to do anything, though, to bring over the independence that those right. guys are going to need to uh, vote for them, too. Um, I have heard somewhere or other that um, Mitch McConnell is uh, sending some money Oz's way. So maybe mm -hmm. Oz will have more of a TV presence. <laughs> um, Mastriano needs to get some commercials up there, though, because uh, Josh Shapiro's campaign has good, done a good job of defining him um, in an unpleasant way. Well, I, I thought it was interesting. You know, uh, Trump was well prepped on, uh, particularly on uh, Fetterman and Shapiro. He had stuff he wanted to say about those two Democratic candidates. It wasn't just boilerplate. You know, vote for my guy. He took a poke at Fetterman and how he dresses and he talked about Shapiro and crime. He clearly, you know, the team had put a message together to get out to at least, uh, if not draw independence over, at least uh, give make Republicans even more motivated that they wanted to go out and vote against Fetterman and Shapiro. That's true. And I was also surprised uh, to hear Trump mentioning Pennsylvania Act 77, which permits um, mail in ballots without mm -hmm. an excuse. Um, I was surprised he was that down in the weeds that he, sure. <laughs> that he knew about that and was sa saying the state legislature really needs to repeal that. Yeah. And it is fascinating that he would know at the granular level what's going on in Pennsylvania. But then again, he also wants them to redo the election, you know, because of what happened in Pennsylvania and elsewhere. So uh, he's Donald Trump, certainly an interesting guy, I, a, a political force, unlike like anything in my lifetime. And Linda Stein, you were there. Now, have you already got your tickets for the next round? Trump to Electric Boogaloo or whatever the, the sequel is going to be? Uh, not yet, Michael, but uh, I'll keep keep posted for that. <laughs> Linda Stein, news editor at Delaware Valley Journal. Thank you so much. We appreciate your report. Thanks, Michael. 
Thanks so much for listening to this edition of the Delaware Valley Journal on the air. If you enjoyed the podcast, please share it with your friends, post it on social media. And if you haven't, sign up for our twice a week newsletter so you don't miss any of the terrific content from DelawareValleyJournal.com. Thanks again. I'm your host, Michael Graham.